Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, uh, Tig, first of all, you might just uh, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your own sporting background. I know that you grew up in Mallow, uh, a dual player and more, uh, football hurling and, and play a bit of soccer as well and probably uh, other sports that uh, I haven't mentioned. But just give us a, a, back, a background on yourself. Well, uh, Trevor, great to talk to you, first of all. Um, yeah, I had a very normal childhood in the 60s. Uh, I became very interested in soccer from watching George Best in the 1968 European Cup final. And then I I played hurling and, and Gaelic football for my local club, a great J club. And then I played soccer with Mali United as well. And then in the secondary school, I went to St. Cone's College for Moy and hurling was a very big uh, mm. element to that school. So I, I I played hurling and we were lucky enough to get to, we won the Hearty Cup in 1977 and we won the Crow Cup as well, the All-Ireland, and I played in that college's final. So that was it really for, for, for me for hurling, you know, I was always going to play hurling for my club. And I went to UCC then and we had a great Fitzgibbon Cup team in UCC as well. So uh, that was it really. Uh, but I suppose the book is unusual in the sense, Trevor, that, you know, I'm, most sports books are about famous players for Manchester United or Liverpool or Ireland or three stars like Dennis Collin who won multiple All-Irelands. Mm. But that wasn't me, so it's more an everyman kind of book, really. Yeah, I was going to get to that, actually. I was going to ask you, you know, uh, Ty, what does the book, the game, represent and what was the kind of inspiration behind it for you? Well, the inspiration was, I wrote a book in 2018, it was called The First Sunday in September, and it's a novel around a fictional All-Ireland hurling final between Clare and Cork, and I realised when I finished that book that I was kind of hiding behind the characters of the book, you know, expressing my interest in sport, my philosophy of sport through their characters and their stories. And I realized I had to come out from behind those characters and write about my own experience. And that's really where the book came from. And then I decided to do it in a series of essays about sport, you know, looking at the kind of things about identity, community, family, and so on. Uh, and that's uh, that's what, what I did really then, and it took four years, but it's out now, so I'm very glad it's out. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's you're touching it there. It's a very important book to you, obviously, and you say at times that the, the book is a painful kind of uncovering of your own life. It was really, you know, I write about family, and I write about the death of my mother and father, and, and issues of our own family as well, like that, and. There's one essay called Kisses, and uh, I recount when I was on the Cork Minor team in 1979, we won the All-Ireland. We had a great team with people like Jerk Cunningham, Kevin Hennessy, Tony O'Sullivan. And when we came back to Cork after the final, um, I saw we, we stopped in Kent Station, and I stepped off the train, and I saw my father bursting through the crowd, and he kissed me. 
And it's the only memory I have of my father kissing me. And mm. he was so emotional about it. Yeah. And then, of course, when his, my father died in 1998, you know, that kiss became very important to me. And it still is very important to me uh, all these years, you know, whenever I think of him, which I do a lot. And um, it, it, and I got that through sport. That wouldn't have happened if, uh, if I hadn't won in All-Ireland with Cork. Yeah, sport is so many sides, but as you detail in the book, and, you know, you obviously write about uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, like including the darker side of sport. I do, really, because, uh, you know, it's a great way of ex- um, feeling emotion, uh, sport, like that emotion on my father showed to me, for example. But you'll have children's games this weekend in every game, and you'll have Aegis on the sidelines shouting abuse at the referee, shouting abuse at the opposition, and even in some cases... You see fellas shouting abuse at their own players or their own children, you know, so we have to rein in some of the darker mm. emotions, the kind of angers in sport as well. And then you have uh, issues about sports washing, which is happening at the moment in golf, for example, and the World Cup in Qatar coming up now, you know, all about money and uh, a very kind of uh, nasty uh, background really to it. Yeah, you spoke about money there, Tyg, and a lot of people would argue, with especially big football fans, that uh, you know there's too much money in the game, that uh, players are not loyal to their club, for example, they they look for the next move, things don't happen quickly, whereas, you know, the likes of you and me following, I know you're a Man U fan as well, we say the likes of Brian Robson in the, in the 80s, the likes of Paul McGrath, Kevin Moore and these players... Um, you know, they had a different probably outlook outlook in, in, in sport and, you know, the atmosphere from the terraces is all seating now. So things have changed dramatically in the football world. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have really. And I mean, those men that you mentioned now uh, were such heroes. You know, they were playing because they wanted to play. They wanted to express themselves and engage with the fans and everything. Whereas now it's all about the money. I mean, the story that came out lately about Kylian Mbappe and all that money you know, which is being paid by by Qatar, the, the government which owns PSG. It's disgusting, really. Mm. And those golfers as well, you know, who are being paid to turn up, really, in, in kind of, uh, you know, dodging of uh, competitions. 
and it's because uh, those states have so much money, they just want to look better. But it has changed, really, and not for the better, really, I think. Yeah. Um, just want to mention, I'm not sure you mentioned the book because I'm almost finished, it, but um, football agents, um, you know, they can be a bit of a curse for managers, football agents. Do, do you go into that? I don't really in, in, in huge detail, really. But again, it's all about the same thing, you know. The money has gotten so big and mm. all these corporations and, you know... Uh, I asked the question as well, where does it end? And what are we as fans, uh, sports fans, going to accept? So I asked the question, uh, if, okay, so Saudi Arabia bought Newcastle United last year. Mm. And I asked myself the question, and, and I asked this in the book, if they bought Manchester United, what would they do? A country with an appalling uh, human rights record, would I still be a Man United fan or would I walk away? And we have to ask ourselves at some time, should we walk away about certain competitions? And, you know, there was that big Super League, that European Super League, which was shot down, luckily, by fans. Yeah. And the fans have to play a role in this. It's not just the uh, organizations, really. It's the fans have to make decisions, too. Mm, definitely. I was uh, very fascinated by some of the stats you have in the book, even in the early pages of the book, Tig, uh, You talk about uh, in 2019, um, you know, 46% of Ireland's adult population, 1.7 million people participate regularly in sport um, through volunteering, attending sports events or being a member of sports clubs, almost uh, evenly split as well across genders, which is interesting. It was interesting. And of course, that's only adults, Trevor. If you think of children, the figure is probably 80 or 90% of children are involved, you mm. know. And they're mostly involved in clubs, especially children, uh, which, you know, are run by volunteers. Whatever the sport is, it doesn't really matter what children play because, you know, they learn when they get involved in organized sport about their identity, about their community, you know, how close they, they, they form friendships when they're six or eight years old that they'll have for the rest of their life. And, of course, it's great fun, too. You know, sport is fun and excitement, and it, it, it really makes great connections in family, too. And, of course, then when, when our children, you know, become old enough, we want them to be involved because they're going to learn about networking skills. They're going to learn about the value of hard work and applying yourself. They're going to learn how to lose, how to cope with disappointment. And sport gives us all all that, really. And that's why I think it's so popular, really. And, you know, some of the other stats, as there was a survey done in India a few years ago, and 93% of Indian people, and they'd be mostly cricket fans, identified as sports fans. That's one3 trillion people uh, in, in in one country, one to three billion people in one country alone. Mm, it's fascinating stuff indeed, uh, Tig. And, you know, looking at the broadcasting world as well, uh, we touched a while ago that a number of years ago you would have, for example, having all male sports presenters. That's changed uh, hugely now. Isn't it? There's so many female uh, sportscasters across, uh, across Europe and the world. That's great. And that's, uh, you know, part of a process which I think is underway now. And, you know, women's sport and a lot of women feature on, I know, sports feature on your show and other shows. And that's the way it should be, 
because, uh, you know, for years, uh, women were just treated as second-class citizens, and we still have a bit of way to go. You know, there was a story came out on Twitter during the week about one Kerry women footballer who was paying something like 16 or 1800 a month to play to to travel back down and down to Kerry from Dublin. So we we need to we we've another bit of work to do uh, uh, when it comes to women's sport as well. But things are going in the right direction, I think. Yeah, certainly are, Tyg. Uh, just finally, then, Tyg. I mean, what do you personally want readers to get uh, from this book? There's a lot in there, and it covers so much. I'm delighted you you actually put it on paper and for us to, to read because I'm sure a lot of people thought about a book like this before uh, and I know that you've got great reviews for the book as well. I did really. Uh, people, the response has been amazing and I want people to kind of read to it. Uh, you know, first of all, I'd, I'd love uh, people who are not sports fans to read it, uh, to learn about, you know, how much uh, sport is part of our culture and our history and our identity uh, but uh, the people who who were involved or are involved in sports as fans, I want them to read it and uh, to identify with the kind of emotions and and the good things and and the bad things in my life as well. And and if people do that, I'd be absolutely delighted. Okay, very two very quick ones that I meant to say before I let you go, Tyke. Uh, first of all, Cork hurling is it on the way back? Are we getting there? Or are we still a good bit off? Well, the funny thing is that. You know, Cork were very close to beating Galway a few weeks ago. Mm. and uh, Should have beaten them. They should have beaten them. We gave them 3-12 and, uh, and only lost by a point. So I think we're a bit closer than we think. And, you know, the result of the Clare Kilkenny game yesterday showed that, you know, Kilkenny were better than we thought they were. Yes. And a lot of people thought they were. So Cork, Cork could be a bit closer than we think, you know. And and we we have to kind of keep going about it and not give up as well. And especially the fans have to keep going and supporting Cork teams at, at any age level as well. And the local clubs too. Okay, Limerick or Galway? Oh, Limerick, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah you would have to say that. No, whatever the surprise yesterday, Limerick are just a, a juggernaut really. Yeah. But if they do get to the final, Kilkenny won't be overawed. Cork were overawed a bit last year in the final. Yes. Kilkenny won't be. So no. there could be two uh, very interesting matches to go in, in this year's Senior Hurling Championship, yes. OK. Um, uh, great having you on the score on Cork's 96FM for the Sunday, uh, Tig. Uh, the game, a journey into the heart of sport, Tig Coakley. And I love the... Uh, picture postcard as well that comes along with the book uh, Tiger's great as a bookmark and it just looks the business with you I don't know if you're soloing in Bannistrand or you're playing soccer in Bannistrand I, I think I'm kicking a ball I think it was a soccer ball but uh, I was on the slope so I might have kicked it out of my hand that mm-hmm. photo was taken in 1874 so it's a long time ago but thanks for having me on the show Trevor I really appreciate it thanks a million great st- stuff Tiger and all the very best uh, of luck with the book it's, uh, thanks, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic read thanks Tiger. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.